Ben Fagan here with another episode of Career Cash, the podcast. And on this episode, I'm joined by office production assistant for Bling Empire Season 2 on Netflix, Kevin Studer. Kevin and I talk about how to find a job in a company that fits you just as you hope to fit them, why company culture is so important, and how he made his way to Netflix. It's an awesome conversation. Let's get to it. Well, Kevin, welcome uh, to the show. I'm super excited to have you here. and I'm excited to hear a little bit more about your story and how you got to where you are today. So welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So you're working at Netflix now, and this is a long time coming. But before we dive too deep into that, can you kind of catch <laughs> us up to what you do on a day-to-day basis now? Yeah, so I am a production assistant on one of Netflix's reality shows called Bling Empire. Um, we're currently working on their second season and going into a third season. But uh, the first season premiered on Netflix earlier this year. Uh, so as a production assistant, I work mainly in the office. And I do the like kind of catch-all activities for the show. So I'm the one, I mean, I kind of joke sometimes that it's a little bit like Anne Hathaway and the Devil Wears Prada, but with like nicer bosses. Um, but I, I do the smaller things like getting lunch orders and picking up lunch and also doing coffee orders and all of that. But then um, I work with the producers on picking up the equipment that we need to film the show. Um, I'll drive all around. LA and kind of the Southern California area, picking up, you know, cameras, uh, equipment, just taking our, the media that we film every day to our post-production office where it can start to be edited into what you actually see on TV. Um, and it's, it's really a job where it's like, whatever they ask me to do, I do it. And I, I always like being that person where like your day is never going to look the same. And um, you're just kind of always on your feet and doing, doing whatever is, you know, important for that day. Awesome. That's so cool. And what's, what's so awesome about this and the part that I'm excited about is we got the good fortune to actually see you in person yesterday. So that was a lot of fun getting to catch up briefly. Uh-huh. There. And, and you recently started at Netflix and this was yeah. a long time coming. So can you kind of talk on that journey from, let's say, graduating to getting to this point? And I know it's a big winding road. So uh, what, do you, what do you have for that? Yeah, so I so I graduated from Lynn in 2015 with um, my degree in multimedia journalism. I then stayed here for a year and did my master's in communication and media studies. And then I was starting to apply for jobs. And in the summer of 2016, I ended up applying for 52 jobs. Um, and I had interviews some places, some places just completely passed me up. Um, but nothing was really sticking. And some of them, like, I just felt like I wasn't the right fit or the company wasn't the right fit for me. And same on the other side, they didn't think I was the right fit for them. Um, So I actually had the opportunity to go to Ireland for a year to American College Dublin, which I had studied abroad at before and be a graduate assistant in their office of admission. Um, And so I did that for a year. I moved to Dublin, Ireland um, and that was a crazy year, but it was so rewarding. And then when I came back, I was like, okay, I worked in higher education for a year, but that's not what I want to do with my life. I want to get back into journalism. But for the time being, I, um, I needed money. And so I started working with the Office of Admission again, giving tours here. Um, and 
that kind of like led into a part-time role with the office that then led into a full-time role in the office. So I worked from about July through April before I got hired on full-time. And then I got hired as the campus visit coordinator in Lynn's Office of Admission. And I ended up staying here for three years. And it was shortly before the pandemic started that I had visited LA um, for the third time and knew that that was where I wanted to move in. I wanted to get into film and television. So I was really lucky in admission that I had an amazing supervisor, Tierra Thompson, who when I told her that I wanted to move to LA, she went, okay, how are we gonna do it? And so she, it wasn't about you know trying to keep me here. She knew that that's what my goal was and she wanted to help me achieve that. So um, we started to make some moves and then the pandemic started and then I stayed on because I wasn't gonna leave a job that was paying me. Um, but then Gareth and Taryn in admission um, were actually really receptive when I brought up to them that maybe I could work remotely from California. And so um, after figuring out a lot of logistics, I moved to California last September and um, I worked remotely for admission through the end of the school year, so through the end of May. And um, two days, <laughs> I was getting really stressed because I was doing a lot of interviewing um, and a lot of like connection making. And two days before I finished at Lynn, I got offered the Netflix role. Um, and the timing just worked out perfectly. I ended up starting at Netflix the Saturday after I finished Lynn on Friday. Um, and I just jumped right in. I had no idea what I was doing. I had never been a production assistant, but luckily a lot of my experience in the Office of Admission helped set me up to be successful as a production assistant. Um, and I was just, it's called day playing in the entertainment industry where you, you're kind of like, it's kind of like a substitute teacher where you're just jumping in for, you know, whoever you're covering for a few days. Um, but then they ended up liking me and they moved the production assistant I was playing for into a different position and then they kept me on full time. So I've been working pretty much full time with this show for about four months now. Wow. There are, there are just so many different ways and paths we could go down with this, which I, I love. Um, but but trying, to, trying to remain with some level of focus here. Was, was Netflix the, the, the company for you or was it more I wanted to be in LA and be around that environment? So I think it was a little bit of both. Like I wanted to be in LA, I wanted to be in film and television and Netflix is obviously one of the biggest companies out there right now. Um, I know like Hulu and Amazon Prime are definitely big competitors for Netflix now, but Netflix for years has been like the ultimate streaming service and they're really great at creating um, like not just a ton of content, but also a ton of diverse content. So you see um, different genders, different races, different sexual orientations. And that's what I really love. And when, um, even when I was in journalism here and then when I was doing my creative writing degree in Ireland, I was really big on showing the diversity of people in the world. And so now the show that I'm working on um, focuses on Asian American culture. And I feel really, really blessed actually that I get to work on a show that's not, you know, and I say this being white, but a show that's just about white people and their lifestyles. Um, so Netflix was definitely always like right at the top of my list of where I wanted to work. And luckily, you know, it all worked out for me and I got there. 
Awesome. Backtracking to the 52 jobs there, which is absolutely outstanding, Ben. And that's one of those things that I think needs to be emphasized a little bit is there's so much that more that goes into it. You can't send out your one job, your two job applications and oh, yeah. anything back. Now, and, and what was that process like of, you know, what were your thoughts going through your head? We were sending out 52 because a lot and it can be defeating yeah. at times, I'm sure. What was that like? Oh, definitely. It, it was intense. And um, the thing about applying for jobs is every website, you're filling in the same information over and over again. You're saying your experience, you're saying your education, you're putting your address, social security number, everything. And um, it's a lot of work. And what I did, which I've talked to other friends who have gone through the same thing is I ended up keeping an Excel spreadsheet just to be like, okay, this is where I've applied. This is the job that I've applied for. This is when I applied. So, you know, like kind of the timeline. So you can like follow up in a week and see if, you know, they got your resume or whatever the case is. Um, and then also that way, when you're applying for a lot of jobs in a short amount of time, you might not realize that you've already applied for a job and you'll see it online and you'll be like, that sounds like a good job. And lo and behold, you already applied for it and you don't want to apply twice. Um, so there were definitely defeating moments. I was applying for both jobs in higher education and in the journalism field, since that's where my experience was, was within both of those. And um, it, it, was, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, and I remember having phone calls and like, there, there are certain phone calls you have where like when you hang up, you know that that just did not go the way you wanted it to. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I want to scratch them off my list. Um, and then there are phone calls you have where you're hopeful and then you don't hear for anything for a couple of weeks and you follow up and they're like, we actually just hired someone else. And you're like, okay. So I, um, I think I started applying for the first couple of jobs in like February or March of that year when I was still here on campus. And then um, once graduation happened, I really like jumped into the application game. And it was August before I really had the moment of, okay, none of these jobs are working out. I have to figure out what I'm gonna do. And I was really close to, um, when I was here, I was an RA for two years and a CA for one year. And um, Megan and Hannah had both worked at Nova Southeastern before. And I had applied for a job in the housing department at Nova and they had put in pretty good recommendations for me. And I was actually really close to getting that Nova job. And I was doing my on-campus interview. And I just realized during the day that day, I was like, I don't want to do housing for the rest of my life. And that is not, you know, that's not my goal. And I came back from that interview and I went to dinner with some friends and I was telling them about it. And they were like, look, if you're already having doubts about this, then that's probably not the right path for you. And so um, after like talking it through with my friends and my parents, I ended up making the decision the following Monday um, to email them and take my name out of the running. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing for people to know that like when you get into an interviews, as much as the interview is about you impressing the company, it's also about the company impressing you and you just realizing that like that is where you want to be. And if you do have those moments during the interviews where you're like, you know, I'm not feeling the company culture, or maybe this isn't the position I want or whatever the case is, know that you don't have to go through with it if they offer you the job or if you just want to take your name out of the running. 
No, I think that's such an important piece. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was thinking about the same thing when you talked about that being a, a attractive factor of Netflix being it's so diverse in culture. And then earlier, yeah. um, what you did mention, you're going through this whole process of applying to all these jobs. Some were a good fit for you, but not for them. And some were, they, they thought you were a good fit, but you didn't feel the same about them. So what were some of the things that you look for outside of diversity? And how did you handle and balance the fact that you want to go into your ideal job and have all your boxes checked off, but realistically, you can't have all of them checked off. So how did you balance that? Yeah, so I think what, the biggest thing for me is culture. And I learned that while I was a student worker here, that culture is so important making sure you're working with people you like and enjoy spending time with. Um, and so when I worked in the office of admission here, um, both as a student and when I was full time, I loved the people that I worked with. And I think that's one of the things that kept me here for three years, even though I knew higher education wasn't my like destiny, was that I loved the people that I was working with. I had created a family with my coworkers and that's what was important to me. But outside of culture, it's just making sure that you're gonna be challenged, making sure it's a company that is reputable and that like you can be proud of saying that you're working for that company um and i honestly i think those are the most important things but when going into this netflix role so in kind of the hierarchy of um titles you can go into um i was a coordinator here in admission uh, the campus visit coordinator and so i ended up dropping a level going back down to an assistant um working with netflix and it's not necessarily something that I wanted to do. Like I wanted to stay at a coordinator level, but I knew I didn't have that experience and I knew that's what I needed to gain. And even if I felt like I had what checked off the boxes on the job description, because I didn't have film and TV on my resume, they weren't looking at it as if I had that experience. And so um, I think one of the things you have to think about when you're checking off the boxes is don't be afraid, like, if you're going into a different career path or a different field, like, of dropping down a level for just a little bit to, to get your foot in the door. Um, and I see, I have a friend who lives out in LA who, um, he is trying to get back into entertainment and he is trying to go for, like, really high positions and he just, he hasn't been in it for a while, so he doesn't have that continued experience and he's not getting the jobs because he's not willing to drop down a level. And I know that's been tough on him. So I, I always think that's a good piece of advice is to just like be willing to go with the flow and be willing to do whatever it takes to get you, like think about your angle. And if you need to like kind of take a step back at points to get to that angle, do it. And that takes a certain level of checking the ego and you know putting that aside and yeah something that was difficult for you or is that something that kind of came more naturally or how did you approach that aspect to be able to take that step down i think for me it came a little more naturally um and i don't want to say that i'm like this you know i have this great mind spirit and energy and everything but i um <laughs> i i knew going into it that i was probably going to have to take a step down and i was still applying for coordinator roles but I was also looking up assistant roles um, just because I knew that's what it was gonna take to get me into that field. I also was 
when I was looking at jobs, a lot of my friends were already in the industry, my friends who are out in LA, and they would have conversations with me about, okay, this is where you should probably start. This is how you get your foot in the door. And then once you get into the field, it's really easy to make connections and move up, but it's getting that foot in the door that is so important. And if you need to take the step back, do it. And so I was like, you know what? Anything that gets me in the door, I'll do it. And I, I ended up being really lucky getting into Netflix as like the first job um, because a lot of times you'll kind of do the grinding on working on lots of like small independent projects. Um, but luckily one of my friends out in LA is a producer on the show. And so when they were looking for someone to day play as a production assistant, he threw my name out there. And literally the way that I started was um, I got a text from one of the producers that said, hey, um, we're looking for someone to come in for a day tomorrow to set for current PA. Would you be interested? And I just said yes. And like, didn't think about it, didn't do anything. I just said yes. I was actually still working here at the time. And I texted, I was in my last two weeks and I texted Taryn here. And I was like, I need to take a sick day tomorrow because Netflix wants me to work for them. And she was like, ah. And I was like, I gotta go, it's Netflix. She's like, no, you're right, go. And so, um, I, that's what I did and it all ended up working out. So you're coming in as right now, currently working as a production assistant, like you said earlier, where part of the job is you, you're picking up the orders, you're running coffee, you're doing those smaller tasks. And yeah. I think that if you don't go in with a certain mindset, that's all that job is and that's all it will represent. But like you're saying, it's an, for you and how you're treating it, it's an opportunity to get your foot in the door and that's a part of the job, but it's not entirely that. So how can you approach that? To, so you're taking full advantage of the opportunity and not letting it just be, oh, you're just the coffee runner because you're not. It's an opportunity for you to learn and grow. So yeah. Approach that. Well, I think the most important thing is you have to keep a good outlook on everything. And if you go into a job and you have a pessimistic attitude and you're just like, I hate this job. I don't like what I'm doing. That's what you're going to feel while you're there because you're going in with that mindset. But if you go in and you're like, you know, this might not be exactly what I want to do, but like I'm watching these producers and one day that's going to be me. Like that's the attitude that keeps you going and that's what drives you to do what you're doing. And um, I think something that was kind of cool for me was some of the tasks that I'm doing, like, like one of the things I do is stock the fridge, you know, twice a day and make sure the drinks are cold. And um, working in admission, I had done that as a student worker. And then when I became the coordinator, I had my students do it. And so it was just, it was like something I was used to. And it was like, oh, I'm just going back to what I did, you know, before I was a supervisor and I'm not a supervisor anymore. So this makes sense that this is what I'm doing. Um, and I, I talked to people out in LA who are production assistants on different things. And they're like, oh yeah, I, I hate that. I just, you know, like I'm in my car driving all day, going to these different places. And I'm like, I don't understand why people hate driving so much. I'm like, I jump in my car, I put on whatever music I want, and I'm getting paid not only like my, my paycheck, but also um, I get mileage to drive around LA. So like I'm getting paid to drive and I'm just listening to whatever music I want. And then at the same time, since a lot of times I'm driving like 20, 30 minutes to different places, um, that's the time I used to talk to, you know, the people here that I'm on a different time zone with. Cause like, um, I used to FaceTime my parents at night, but 
since I don't get to see them during the weekdays, I'll just call my mom or my dad while I'm out on the road and check in on them and make sure everything's good. And, um, and that cuts down the drive time. And like, I, I honestly love driving. And so I just, I go for driving each day. So here's, here's the most hard hitting question today <laughs> right here. What's the go-to song, go-to artist uh, when you're on the drive today? Ooh, um, you know, I've been going through a lot because since I do drive so much, it's like I keep having to like create new playlists because I'm like, I've been listening to this playlist forever. I recently got into BTS, um, which I had never been into, but um, I like listening to them, even their Korean language songs, just because like it's a really good beat and keeps me going because sometimes I get a little tired while I'm driving, <laughs> but um then lizzo just came out with her new song rumors I, I, and i've been a lizzo kick as of the past two days so i feel you on that one i feel you. <laughs> i've been a lizzo fan for a couple of years now so like as soon as that came out i was like on repeat let's go yep beautiful i love that so before we wrap up uh as you talked about where you will be one day so where does kevin Suter see himself one day what's the goal here for you yeah so Definitely a hard question. Um, I really want to see myself get into the creative development for live action, either television shows or films, um, scripted shows. So right now I'm in the reality world, but I do look to move into the scripted world. Um, my, my degree from Ireland is a creative writing master's. And so I was um, writing short stories and novels and, you know, creating characters. And um, I love the, the thing that I love most about watching TV is when you see a character and you feel like it's representing yourself. And I would love to be part of the process that helps make those characters and create those characters for everyone. Um, I know being in the LGBT community that um, when I was growing up, there weren't a lot of LGBTQ characters on TV. And now you're seeing so many of them. And, you know, I'm watching TV shows and I'm like, if I had this when I was, you know, 15, 16, like my whole experience could have been different. And I don't regret any part of my, you know, coming out experience or anything like that. But it's just, it's nice to see that this generation is starting to see more diversity in everything that I said before, sexuality, race, gender, um, religion, everything like that, and they're able to see themselves on TV. And so I want to be in the room where that happens. Um, so creative development or producing on a show where I also get to be part of the decision making, like that's my end goal. And the, the room where it happens, I know that was a subtle nod to Hamilton, you being a big musical theater buff. So I saw it, <laughs> I, I knew what you were doing there. So I yeah. love it. <laughs> So um, now we are at the end of the show where we finish up where it's time to cash out. And this is where you leave us with your most valuable money-filled piece of advice that you have for us. What do you have for us today? Yeah, I talked a little bit about it before, but I think the most important thing you can do is making sure that the environment you're working in is the environment you want to work in. Um, you sp uh, my days are 12-hour days, so I work about 60 to 70 hours a week. And so I'm with my coworkers for those 60 to 70 hours. And if I didn't like my coworkers, this would be a terrible job <laughs> because, you know, you're going to, and you'll realize, you know, students will realize when they get into the professional world that you're seeing your coworkers and you're at work more than you're at home and with your, you know, significant other, your family or whoever it is, your dog. Um, and so 
you you need to make sure that those people are the people you want to be with and if you get into a situation where you're like you know what i'm this is a toxic environment i don't want to be here anymore you can leave um something my mom has always said to me and my sister is that like don't ever be dedicated to a specific company because you are always replaceable so if you if you want to leave if you have another opportunity that's better for you like you can leave because someone else will come into your place and they might not be able to do the same job you did or they might be better but you know that's for that company to figure out you know down the line so just make sure you love what you do and love where you are and I know it's kind of cliche that people say, you know, if you're happy, you're never going to work a day in your life. And um, I mean, I'm still working, but I love what I do and I'm happy doing it. And so I feel like, you know, the hours go by so fast and I, that's definitely the most important part to me. Hearing that gets me so excited. I, I just love, love being around people like you. And so I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. I know you're going to get to the top in whatever it is that you want to do. So I'm, I'm just proud to be a witness of it all. So Kevin, thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you, Ben.